Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Gallant View Rangers podcast. My name's Colm McDuff and I'll be your host this evening as we review what should have been a, a very comfortable win against Ross County had Rangers not tried to walk the ball into the net for 45 minutes, but we did run out eventual 2-1 winners. Joining me, uh, give their thoughts and break down the game, uh, the two Davies, um, the Gallant Fuse regular old double act. First of all, Davey T joining us from the continent. How are you, Davey? Yeah, same as always. <laughs> just yeah, I really expected a lot yesterday, and yeah, it didn't really turn out everything that we expected. So I mean, I, I thought I, even after the first goal, I thought, oh, here we go, the, the the floodgates are open, but it didn't go that way, unfortunately. I know, but we did run out um, with the three points eventually, even though it was a bit of a tough watch. Also joining us, um, I thought he was maybe getting a bit of stage fright. He disappeared for the camera there, but he's back in his chair. Davey Pollock, how are you? Yeah, I just had a wee run around the room just to get warmed up. You know, it's do your tendons in and all that. No, I would say yesterday was, well, we'll get we'll get through it. I mean, it was. It seems to be that Wednesday was two paces forward, and yesterday was one pace back. But I'm sure it was uh, not quite as bad as that. I'm going to put a positive slant on it wherever possible. Aye, and that's that's what we're here to do. We're here to big up the Rangers where we can, but by Christ, to make it hard at times. Um, and also, a good evening to all the listeners watching live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Obviously, this pod will go out afterwards to wherever you get your podcast. But thanks for everybody tuning in. Get your comments posted as always, and we'll try and run through them. Um, and as always. I'm going to ask you to find us a wee like or subscribe wherever you get the podcast. It helps us massively. Um, we're, we're nearly at the 1,000 subscribers mark for YouTube. I think we need 30 more. So even if you want to make a burner account, subscribe twice, tell your pals. It helps us massively, folks. Um, 
So let's get into the game then. Um, Davy P mentioned it there that it, it felt a bit turgid at the time, and but looking back, it probably doesn't feel as as bad as what it was. Um, I, watching it back today, it's right. It's always easier when you do watch the watch it with the benefit of knowing how it ends. Um, it's not quite as dramatic, but it wasn't great at the time. Uh, David T, I'll come to you first. Um, a few notable changes in the starting lineup. Obviously, McLaughlin in for McGregor, uh, Todd Camwell in for Malik Tillman. We've got to come to those two players later on, but the big one I want to ask you about, first of all, was Glenn Kamara making way for Ryan Jack, and we went with Jack and Lundstrom in the middle of the park to begin with. What was your thoughts on Glenn Kamara dropping out after his best game in, what, maybe 18 months? Yeah, I don't know. Bill seems to have a a, a way of doing that when as soon as a player hits for him they, they drops him and I think Gio done that a few times as well but, uh, it seems to be a done thing but no I, I, I thought um, I mean I think a jack on for him I think is one of the best players in the park but unfortunately he's, he's injured a lot and so I wasn't really that bothered Lundstrom and Jack or, or Lundstrom and uh Kamara or Jack and Kamara, I don't, don't really, I, just, I think we know it's always going to be one or two of these three that's, that's going to be playing. The thing was, when, when Tillman came on for, for Lundstrom, there, there was far more forward play, and that's uh, that. That's what I, I mean, that's the, the, the way I would set up all the time. I just think two, uh, Jack and Lundstrom, uh, there's too much the same and too defensive. Although Jack does get try and get forward, but um, nah, it's just it didn't surprise me. I knew it was going to be two of the three. It was was going to be playing. What about yourself, David P? Um, I I couldn't see Glenn Kamara as him out after Wednesday night. I thought he was terrific. Um, arguably one, arguably a key contender for man of the match at Tynecastle, and I, I think to echo what David T says there. Jack and Lundstrom both play that that battler, that that hard. Well, they, they should be that kind of hard tackling midfielder. So I thought Kamara might have been brought in to try and keep the ball moving a bit slicker. Were you surprised at that? Yeah, because I thought you know of any of them that would have uh, been the first pick out of the three, it would have been Glenn Kamara because you know just he offers that wee bit more composure. You know what? He's just quicker on his feet. He's got the the, the round the corner ball. So yeah, I was I was surprised it was Kamara who kind of dropped out rather than one of the other two because I think Lundstrom and Ryan Jack are, are kind of more similar type players. You know, I think Glenn Kamara offers you just something a wee bit different. So, but it, it, as it turns out, it, it didn't last too long anyway because uh, I think it was about eight minutes when when Lundstrom pulls up and he and I was quite surprised by Michael Beale's comment that when he decided, I mean, because when, when we saw Lundstrom down and, and we watched the the physio kind of make the, the, the sign to the bench, you know, that uh, he's coming off, John Lundstrom's coming off. And, and and my comment at the game was cue Glenn Kamara. We were immediately expecting Glenn Kamara to come on. So it was a bit of a surprise when uh, Tillman appeared and, and rolled onto the pitch. And, and, Beale's comment was that he thought he'd, uh, I think he just wanted to kind of roll the dice a little. He says, I thought I'd just be a wee bit more positive, which I, I found to be a, a quite an astonishing comment that he would, you know, straight off the cuff, decide to be a wee bit more adventurous, you know, having, you know, prepared the team in advance and then 
makes it just off the cuff decisions. You know, no, no, we'll just put on Malik instead of Glenn Kamara because I think I I certainly expected it to be Glenn Kamara, but it wasn't. So, but Malik come on and so he he kind of changed it. You know, after seven eight minutes, you know the kind of structure of the team that he'd, he'd put out. He just thought he'd. Uh, I think his comment was be a bit more adventurous. So, I more played uh, power to him for that because uh, we could do with that. But as you said, I think we uh, we had lots of the ball, you know, as we always do iBooks against, you know, some of these the teams who are setting up to you know stonewall us. But uh, and and we making chances. I think you know. I think your comment at the start, Colin, was you know we sometimes we try to walk it into the net, and that was something which uh, was commented on. You know, in the club day where I was sitting. You know, sometimes we should just uh, ping it forward just a wee bit faster. Yep, and that's that's the title of tonight's show. It's uh, my quote from Michael Beale. Two first in front of goal. Um, and he's right in how he summed up that first half. But on the flip side of that, David T, I'll come to you. With that change, with Lundstrom going off, and hopefully it's no nothing too serious, um, we should hopefully know by tomorrow how that looks um, in terms of if it's going to be anything long-term. Hopefully it's no, because we need a, a bit of average for injuries. But... Michael Beale did roll the dice. We had Ryan Jack sitting with Tillman and Campbell in front of him, supporting the attack. And I, I did, I was a bit concerned they might have thrown us off a bit off balance. But Rangers did dominate the first half, and we just dominated possession. We played the game in their half, but we just didn't. We didn't have that composure in front of goal, and I think we wanted far too many touches. But the positive of being that. We were quite aggressive in getting the ball from from back to front. Yeah, well, first of all, I think um, Lundstrom, it was his own fault that actually caused him to get injured because he tried one of these Morelos passes from from the right side of the park to, to over to Tavernier. And that Morelos has tried it twice, and he, that's him tried it now. And it's, it just puts us in danger nearly every time. And so he had to, to, to run back. And and see, to be fair, the... I think I think that was Ryan Jack's fault, right? It was next to Jack, and Jack's ran away for it. So I'll I'll maybe give one some the benefit of doubt with that. But Jack should have went and go that for me. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean that that it came from came from that anyway that that situation, and I think Goldson stopped it the first time, and then Lundstrom managed to block it the second time, and he seemed to get injured there. I don't know where the guy ran into him and his his ankle. Or, or whether he, there was a bit of the turf, uh, I don't know what happened. But he, he just sort of I sat down and the way he was looking, he, they knew he was going off. And But I mean, when, when he brought on Tillman, yeah, obviously everybody was thinking, hmm, because uh, I mean, even the commentators were saying it will probably be Kamara that's coming on. But uh, he brought on Tillman and I must say, Tillman ran the show. Uh, I mean, he, Tillman was absolutely brilliant. I, I, I suppose we'll go on to discuss him, but... Um, no, the, the whole game changed. And as I say, yeah, we, we sat waiting for the floodgates to open, but it just didn't, sort of didn't happen. I'll, I'll get both your, your takes on this, but I'll stay with you for now, David T. Why, why do you think we're slowing it down so much in front of the goal? Because even Malik Dillon, who I agree, had a great game. You've seen his, his first chance, um, he... He's one on one way this and John's player. He could take it early in his left foot and we know he's he can hit the ball with both foots, but he tries to beat the player twice. We've seen 
we've seen Morelos maybe try to cut it at times when they're shooting. Um, why, why do you think we were so hesitant in front of goal yesterday? I don't know. You, you would think we had plenty of confidence after after the Hearts game. And well, you've seen Morelos, he, he had two headers that, that should have been a goal. Um, and as you said, Tillman, Tillman running in, uh, had the chance to hit it with his left foot, uh, didn't cut inside, uh, couldn't get a shot away with his right foot, so it went back to his left foot and then he hit it against some uh, one of the Ross County players' feet. And yeah, we, we lost the chance that that, that way. Um, they just had, I don't know, there, there was not really any shooting outside the box either. And I, I think, I mean, even Cor, Connor Goldson, he started coming up because he was thinking that, well, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck back there doing nothing, just and watching the game. So he, he started to come up with the attacks and, and you would think maybe maybe we should have let them come out a wee bit. I mean, I know Dick Advocat done that uh, quite regularly, say, let the other team come out and then we'd get more room. And maybe, maybe we should have tried that. Maybe we'd them press back too much. But, I mean, Ross County played quite well. I don't think we, can, we should take away... Uh, the the way Ross County played, I think they played quite well, and they they, they certainly matched this for for uh, physical fitness. Um, no, it, it was. I mean, it wasn't a great game to watch, but I, I can quite appreciate the way Ross County played as well. I I thought they set up quite well, and I think um, I think we there's plenty to say about um, uh, Malky McKay as a. An individual, and a human being, but in terms of a coach and a tactician, he is—he's decent at that level. Um, so he did set up his team well enough to to make it difficult for Rangers. Um, Davy P, we did hit the bar. Uh, Morelos did have a couple of chances. Um, am I maybe being too harsh about trying to walk it into the net? Um, was it just that it was New York Day um, in the first half? What's your thoughts? I think I think you're right. I mean, Ross County were very well organised, very well drilled. They, they were well coached. They were well prepared for what they were about to face, uh, and so it pretty much turned out that way. The the penalty box, on most occasions when we got to the penalty box, was very busy. So I mean, it's two and three yard passes, just trying to find a, a, just a bit of space to get the shot away. And you know, and it was very often, you know, two or three attempts were circulating the ball, just trying to find that wee opening to get the shot off. Uh, and and then when occasions did arise, when it was, sometimes it was just the extra touch, touching it back, looking for a, a better bit of space. So I think we just maybe overegged it a, a few times. I mean, there was one when they. they I think it was Tillman ping Tavernier through the and he's got a clear shot in goals, you know, so he gets a sight of goal, but he he hit Rose Ed. Some of the windies went in in Brimland Road on that one. But it's but in all, you know, I would say we just kept plugging away at him, plugging away. Uh Cantwell, you know, he looks a decent player, you know, in terms of taking the ball, tight situations, pinging it on, moving on, but the just the sheer number of bodies that were in that box just made it heavy weather for us. They were, I think you were within touching distance of a, a Ross County defender on all occasions inside that box. It was very busy. They, they just packed it. Everyone was back. Just on Camwell, um, it, it brings us nicely to the opening goal. So after huffing and puffing, we finally pulled the first Straw house down. Um, it's a lovely move. 
and he's seen Campbell do this time and time again. I hope somebody for Rangers is listening because this will catch on. What Todd Cantwell does is he passes the ball to another player, then he will move to try and get the ball elsewhere on the pitch. Very basic, but very effective, and that's what that's what worked for the first goal. See him play the ball in, make the make the run to receive it again, gets to the byline, a lovely chip back for the oncoming Malik Tillman. David T, um, it's just it's it's no it's not a different type of imagination. It's no reinventing the wheel. It's just the speed of thought that Campbell and Tillman both have. Um, a very well worked goal. Yeah, well, I think you've got to give Alfie a lot of positive as well because uh, if it wasn't for Alfie, they, they wouldn't have got the pass back. And that, 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 that's just what Alfie does. And that's that's how I've seen people saying that Cholak should be in the team. But, sorry, you, you, if you're going to put Cholak in the team, you're going to miss all that, uh, these wee quick passes that Alfie does so good. Coming forward and, and picking the ball up in the midfield, there's there's nobody can do that. Cholak can't do that. I mean, we've seen when he brought him on against Hearts, that, that that sort of a fell out of the play. And I think Cantwell and Tillman, I think they they love, they love playing with Alfie because because of what he does, because he gives them the, the quick one twos and the and that that's just. But I mean, but it's really basic stuff. We, we learned all that at training. Uh, pass, move, pass, move. And there was another incident which uh, which we'll probably come on to, which which is 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 basic as well. Is that when if another team's got a corner, you go out with two two men. You don't go out with one man. And that that's I mean that's things you learn at school. And I don't know why we're making these schoolboy mistakes. I, I don't know. Really I don't know why. But um, no, I, I think uh, the goal was, uh, was was sublime and can't well. He knew what he was doing. It wasn't just a pass into the middle and, and the hope that somebody was there. He picked Tillman out. You could see him looking while he was running, exactly where Tillman was, and he put the ball right onto his, his head. Absolutely brilliantly worked goal. Brilliant. David P, and I think that was very, um, very typical of Campbell's performance yesterday. Um, it didn't always come off him, but you see him trying and trying again. Uh, at times, he's even dropped him into the left-back position, letting Bonner go a bit further forward to get the ball here and there. He's driven that freedom, and he's he, he just thinks at a different pace for our players, uh, all the players that we currently have. Um, I, I think we're going to see goals like that. He might not score as many, but we're going to see him involved in a lot of goals in the, in the coming years. Yeah, it's the, it's the movement of Todd Cantwell, which is very impressive because, as you said, and, and someone's just mentioned it in the comments, that when he, he, he collects the ball, he'll ping it on and then he's immediately on the move looking for the, the, the potential return. And, and it's that pace and, and movement which really uh, eventually does for most of these teams, you know, when they come to Ibrox and just line up on the 18-yard line. It's uh, just pace, energy. So, and that's the way we get around it, as as we eventually did yesterday. So, but uh, Todd Cantwell looks uh, he's going to be a a big player for Rangers in, in these situations because he's, as you can see at the goal, you know, as, as David said, you know, he picked uh, Tillman out, and Tillman was was anticipating he would have been picked out because he's on the move on the six yard line, you know, thinking that. Uh, Todd will lift his head, pick him out, and he put it straight on his head. It was a lovely finish. 
and and the comment we made at the time, you know, gosh, we've we've eventually walked it in because you know that we, <laughs> we were making the comment prior to that that there is a danger that we were trying to walk the ball into the net and eventually managed it. Well, we headed it into the net, not quite walked it in, but we got there. With it. I mean, how many touches did we have in the box prior to that goal going in? Because it was, I think we were on, we'd recycled it about three times during that, you know, phase of play around about their box. It was like bloody bees round a hive, just trying to find a bit of space in that penalty box, and which eventually, and it was right on the stroke of halftime, eh? so which which lifted the mood uh, certainly where I was. So because Definitely. you know, no, no still in the battle but the making the breakthrough just before half time I thought would have uh, eased the whole thing in the second half but it turned out to be a wee bit tougher than, than, than we thought at that time. Absolutely and you know I, I think probably the, the first half taking the finishing away it was overall a decent performance and um, which just like that um, that that clinicalness that we had uh, at Tynecastle on Wednesday night before we come to the, the second half, and we are going to go through that in a bit of detail, and it's not going to be quite as positive as the, the first half, I'm sure, but we'll try and, um, we'll, we'll try and keep our emotions in check. There's a decent question coming for Jonathan Donnelly in the comments, and you did touch on it, David T, um, around the whole Cholak versus Morelos debate. So we have Morelos, who brings so much more to the game than finishing, but we've got Cholak, who's the finisher. But what Jonathan's asking is, Kemal Roof, when fully fit, is he our number two striker? He thinks that his technical ability, the drop of the shoulder, looks like a better option than Kolak. So probably my question to you, David, is who is who is the, the top striker when all fully fit, all all in form? Who's your one, two and three? I think I think if Roof uh, is fit, then I think he's probably the best striker, even better than Alfie. I think he scores far years here now, Alfie. Although I mean, Alfie scores. What was it? I think he had seven goals in, a, in five games or something like that recently. Somebody said that. Um, but, um, but Roof is Roof is just class player, isn't he? I mean, let's face it. If he was, if he stayed fit, he wouldn't be at Rangers. He would be. A, he would be a great higher than Rangers. And um, unfortunately, unfortunately, say that it's horrible saying that because uh, in the old days we used to think Rangers were the top notch, but unfortunately, money it's the sky money and uh, the money in football's made all these rich clubs. And uh, even, even the bottom of the English sec, uh, first division and probably the top of the second division are earning a lot more than we are, and that's an unfortunately changed, changed the, the look of football. But, um, no, I think uh, I, I, for me it would be uh, Roof could, could if, if uh, Alfie leaves, then I think Roof will be promoted to number one, and we'll probably look for another striker. But I mean, I, the way we play, we need a player that holds the ball up. If you're going to bring in Cholak, then you need to bring in another completely different system uh, to play football, and that the, the way Bill wants to play. It just can't be because uh, Cholak's not got the the technical ability to do it. Although I mean, in the beginning they scored, they, he was scoring for for fun, wasn't he? So and we all thought this is it. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's also difficult when you're when you're just getting ten minutes here and ten minutes there, and then you're out injured, and it's, it's difficult to get back in. So we, I don't, we don't really we haven't really seen all that Cholak can do because 
Um, yeah, he's not had a lot, of, a lot of game time recently. And as I say, in the beginning of the season, he was scoring for fun, but it's just uh, he's, he's dropped out, and it'd be very difficult to get him back in the in the team. I think maybe playing, uh, maybe trying, maybe trying with two up him and Alfie up together. That's, um, that's, that's probably my thought. So, Davy, um, I, I think there's definitely a a place in the squad for until no Cholak because you do need other strikers to be coming off and getting. 10 plus goals, even if it is off the bench, and I, I think we're maybe being a wee bit harsh and show like, um, as a support when we've seen him the last few games when he has come back for injury and he's trying to play a style that we're suiting to Alfredo Morelos. Davy P, um, I think that's my issue with Joe like that he was a very good option and a different system, or with Morelos or Ruth. In terms of Ruth, I do think he's the most rounded we've got, but I think. It's just that if he is fit, and for me, Alfredo Morelos is... It's a hard one. Ruth is, if he is fit, Morelos is, if he has the right attitude. We, we, we can get both of them for different reasons, doing it consistently over a season. So it is quite quite a frustrating question. I, th- I think it's good that they have different, you know, strengths to, to their game. You know, I think Cholak, you know, the number of one and two touch finishes that he provides you with, so... He's not really kind of bursting through, and but I, I think you know he's he's looking for kind of the slide rule pass into the box that he can get on the end of and get get the shot away as soon as possible. So I don't think he's going to be the, the guy outside the box holding it up, laying it off, or, or if he is, then it would be an immediate run into the box, looking to get to somewhere between the penalty spot and the six yard line to to, to lay one on goal. That's so Antonio Cholak doesn't have the range of, of, of skills which Alfredo has. Neither Kemar Roof, because I think Kemar Roof is probably purpose-built for the, the game which we were playing yesterday, kind of, which revolves around a whole load of you know, two and three, four-yard passes round about the box, because he's very good at it. He's also a cracking finisher, as, as, as we've seen, you know, because uh, I just remember that the, the hat-trick when he scored against St Mirren, last year and I think all of them were within touching distance of the penalty spot when he gets the ball and just knocks it home so <clears throat> I think uh, Kema Roof is, would be a really really useful addition to our, our squad at the moment just to give us a wee bit of variation up front I think him and uh, Alfie possibly more similar than, than Alfie and Cholak but I think Cholak's got a role to play uh, in this team you know just yeah, he just provides something a wee bit different which is which is always good because you know you want to keep the the packed defences you know up against the guessing as to what's coming next. Definitely, and it's, I'm sure I'm not the only one that's been saying over the last few games. Um, anytime there's a chance created, and it comes from Morelos, but more than that, Morelos should be in the in the box finishing that. If it was Antonio Cholak, he'd be in the box finishing that. But then the other side of that coin is the chance probably isn't created without Morelos coming deep and being involved. So it's a double-edged sword and I think it's it's going to be horses for courses with that one. If you look at uh, if you sorry, if you look at Roof as well against Standard Liège, the vision to see the goalkeeper off the line and then be able to hit it that far as well. I mean I think if Alfie had tried that, it would have went, <laughs> it would have hit the corner flag. But um, no, I mean the vision and the, and the tech, tech, 
technical ability to do that was absolutely brilliant. I, I, get, I think that keeper will still have nightmares about that goal. Oh, absolutely. So, back onto the game, um, into the second half. And I think you've seen Rangers didn't have quite the, the same domination that they did when the, the first half kicked off, uh, second half kicked off. And... I'm not going to say Ross County came in here, but they did look a wee bit more comfortable. I don't think he was comfortable, comfortable enough to what he is, but Davey P, I'll come to you first. We've absolutely gifted them a goal. Um, John McLaughlin, it, it, it's bizarre. I've turned around, uh, my dad's turned around and said to me at a game, we've said all season that McLaughlin is the better keeper for coming for cross balls, but that's his second time we've seen him sell as a goal with no coming firmly enough for a crossbar? No, I, th- I think we our comments in, in, in the stand yesterday were that John McLaughlin, I think, has probably run his race at Rangers. I think his the, the strength and, and you know the, the added benefit of putting McLaughlin in rather than McGregor was the, the, the ability to, you know, to uh, intercept crossballs and just be a wee bit more dominant in the six-yard box and uh, that died a death yesterday, probably sometime about 4.16pm, <laughs> when I mean, it wasn't the, the only incident when he didn't look very comfortable. There were uh, at least three, and it was not a good look. And, it, you know, I, I think there was a wee tinge of uh, I don't know, feeling sorry for, for John McLaughlin because I think the... The jury, a very harsh jury that the Ibrox crowd are, had pretty much made up their mind in John McLaughlin. So, uh, I just, how he recovers from this, I don't know. I don't know whether it's a confidence thing or not, but certainly from their goal, it's not as if we hadn't been warned. You know, and they didn't have time to get something organised. But the his, at the goal, his leap forward, you know, and get nowhere, absolutely nowhere near it, you know, I actually watched the, the the highlights back and they played it a couple of times and it gets worse with every viewing, to be honest. <laughs> John McLaughlin must be having nightmares watching that. Davey T, I think your namesake has a really good point there in terms of confidence. Um, I, I think the more the season goes on and the more inconsistent John McLaughlin's game time is becoming, I think that the less confidence he's getting. And I think regardless of your sense or weaknesses as a goalkeeper, you need to be confident in your own ability. And I think that's, we've seen an auction confidence in both keepers, which really concerns me. But I, I think we just need to stick with McGregor and go away between now and the rest of the season. Barring any fatigue, um, like, for example, three games in a week, we maybe need to rotate it. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. 
Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Listen, if Robbie McCrory can't knock John McLaughlin off the, the second position, then then obviously he's not got a career at Ibrox either. Uh, because McLaughlin should, shouldn't be back in the team now. That I mean, it was it, it reminded me of flying pig the way he, could, the way he came out for the for the ball, <laughs> and it's just absolutely. And I said the the, the the goal of the last game. I can't remember the game where it was when he came out. He started at the back post at the six yard line. Never seen a goalkeeper doing that. I don't know. I don't know how how he, he managed to think that one out with all the players running in front of him. But uh, no, I, I don't think McLaughlin just got a place now in the in the team. Is the days that we said he's better at coming out, they've been they've been hitting the head with a with a, a, a big mallet. <laughs> just uh, just no, it's just uh, and as I say, McCrory McCrory must get moved up to say they must get a chance if, if um, McGregor's injured or or just to give McGregor a break. It must McCrory must be in there now. Absolutely. I think Michael Beale has uh, touched on that, David, that he's, like, so McCrory's still injured, and he, Michael Beale has said it's been frustrating that he can't give McCrory a game time, it's something that he does want to do this season, so I, I totally agree with you, we need to be bleeding Robbie McCrory in, just to at least see if he's if he's uh, able enough to be part of the plans next season. If it's not, we're going to be needing three goalkeepers, we're going to be out looking for three goalkeepers, and that's going to be a blooming difficult uh, thing to do to to pick up three goalkeepers. I mean, try and get try and get a goalkeeper from the uh, for the third. I can see that we, we get two for the first and second place. But try asking goalkeepers to to get a good goalkeeper for the third place. It's not going to be very easy. I don't know the the, the boy in the B team. I don't know how how good he is. Or uh, I think I've seen quite a few negative comments about him. I haven't really I haven't really seen him a lot of them. But, uh, I don't think he, he's ready to, to take the step up. So there is a possibility we're after three goalkeepers in the summer. Gives me the feel, by the way. Gives me the feel. But um, just after that goal, then, um, we were chasing a, a winner. Um, David P, I'll, I'll come to you before we actually get to the um, the goal that put us to one up. I do want to chat about the subs in general. So obviously, we, I think we're all feeling fairly positive about the sub that we made in the first half. Um, we lost some going off. Obviously, it was forced, but Tillman coming on did change the dynamic in the first half. Afterwards, we've seen Sakala, who has been quite a threat in recent weeks, go off for Glenn Kamara, and we went back to that two pivot. So it was Jack and Kamara um, with Camwell in front of them and Tillman and Kent just slightly ahead. What was your thoughts on that? My thoughts were, uh, is Pedro Cusina in that dugout? Because the first one was surprising, you know, when when he, he's taken off uh, John Lundstrom and put on Malik Tillman, when he's got fashion, uh, when he's got, uh, gosh, what's his name? Kamara, who's sitting beside him, and you're thinking that's the obvious choice. And then when he takes off Sakala, you know, he brings on Glenn Kamara, you know, and, and it was almost like, you know, his wee experiment in eight minutes is, uh, 
has, has only lasted an hour and he just wants to undo it. So, and I was thinking, God almighty, it's, it's uh, something, it, was, it would have seemed so obvious, but why fashion get pulled? Because I, I, I think he offers you something, you know, unpredictable in the box and fashion's always capable of, you know, doing something, you know, from getting an end of a ball, you know, a bursting bit of pace, make something happen, which uh, Glenn Kamara didn't or, or, or doesn't, or never has. So it, it seemed to be a bit of surprise, you know, when we're, the game is quite tight at this point. So that was another surprising so one from Beals. So I don't know, maybe it was just as uh, creative there or whatever, because I was I was surprised that, that we saw Glenn Kamara for, for Fashion Sakala. And in his defence, David, he, I'm trying to rationalise it. Obviously, we've seen Ross County were sitting so deep in the first half. In the second half, they came out a wee bit more. Um, and obviously, they got the goal shortly after this um, sub. The only thing I can think of is that if Bill's tried to bring a bit more balance and control the, the middle of the park and start building up for deep, because we still have Campwell, Kent, Tillman and Morelos, four flare attacking players, two attacking fullbacks. So that's probably the, the only way uh, the when I think about why why have we done that, that's probably the only reason I can think of. What was your thoughts on that? Don't mute Davy. Don't get that in heart and hand, eh, folks? Sorry. <laughs> I think he's uh I think he's trying to change Kamara. I think he's trying to make Kamara more positive by getting into the box because if you look at Kamara over the the last few weeks, he has been getting more forward and I think at that point Kamara offered a, a sort of a better defensive uh, possibility than, than than Tillman obviously does. If you've just got Tillman and and uh, Cantwell in the, in, in the midfield, then yeah, you've you've not got a great defensive quality. And I think that's what he done. I think he was just measuring. Uh, he wanted to obviously to, to sort of tie up the midfield and not let uh, Ross County out. I think that was that was his idea to try the way we smothered uh, Hearts. I think that he was trying to smother Ross County in the same way by, by stopping the, the the ball at the, at the midfield. Just as I, I seen somebody when we were talking with goalkeeper, somebody mentioning Tio Snell, there's the, the Dutch keeper that, uh, that that backed out of playing against Celtic. And yeah, he was actually a really good goalkeeper when he played for he played for FC Twente. He was really a, a really good goalkeeper, but he had one flaw that he, he he couldn't handle big games because he was picked for the Dutch team and the he, he crapped out of that as well. He, he he wouldn't play for for Holland when he when he get the chance. So that was a, but he was really a, a really good goalkeeper. And uh, I just wanted to bring that in. I seen there was there was a somebody mentioned it on the the side. Aye, but uh, my, one of the, the founding bodders um, of the Gallant Fuse Scott, he's always said one of the best jobs in the world would be a backup goalie or a third choice goalie for a big club. You never need to play, just turn up to train and pick up a wage. But you must shit yourself if you need to be <laughs> called into action and you know you're no good enough. Um, so we'll come to the. Coming to the, the second goal then, um, it was, DVP, it was very Yanis Hadji versus Braga-esque. Um, but they all count. <laughs> it doesn't matter as long as it gets over the line. Borna Barisic left. <laughs> Disney beat the wall. Well, it does kind of beat the wall. It hits the wall, deflects in. 
I don't care how we get it, whether it's a dodgy free kick or if um, it's an own goal or it's a it's a forty yarder, they all count, don't they? Oh yeah, we were delighted to see that rolling. It, it seemed to take a wee age to you know, come through the air because we, I could see, you know, I was right behind it that it's uh, heading towards the goal, but it didn't seem to be travelling very fast, so it's a bit of a panic. But really, I mean, I don't care whether it comes off the referee's arse, to be honest, as long as it's uh, a goal for Rangers is a goal for Rangers. So uh, that we were delighted to see that. So, I mean, it was only, uh, you know, 10 minutes after they had brought it back. So that kind of eased the, the kind of general panic that was just about to descend on us and, uh, and, and pretty much carried on from there. But I, you can see that there was a, I don't know whether just I imagined it, but the, the, the players just seem to kind of stiffen their resolve just a wee bit, you know, on, on the when the equaliser went in. See, so we uh, we got further up the park. We just seemed to be a wee bit busier, but uh, we then got the <clears throat> the free kick, which was right on the edge of the box. Eh? I mean, because another stride, I think we we got a penalty out of it. But uh, Borna, I think it was on target anyway. From I mean, it's difficult to tell where I'm, you know, quite high above it, but. Uh, it was it was big Jordan White who put his head on it, but it's that that's just a deflection. So it's it's Borner's goal all day long. You know it was it was it was on target anyway. So yeah, well done, Borner. I think he he looked quite pleased to have done it as well. To because uh, he I think he was giving you boys in the the Copelands, you know the. <laughs> uh, That'll do wonders uh, for his confidence. Um, and again, he'll claim it. He was credited for it. So. Um, we all know he's a player who absolutely thrives when he's feeling good about himself, so long may that continue. D- David T, um, a wee bit of, wee bit of rubbing the green way the goal, but I, I thought overall we were deserved winners, and I thought the goal was coming. Obviously, Kent hit the bar um, in the second half as well. Um, we did create chances. I don't think, even though it's a deflected goal, I don't think it was really unfair that Rangers go ahead. Oh, no, definitely not, but. It was never going the, the original free kick was never going the, the, was never going to beat the goalkeeper. It wasn't, it wasn't hard enough. We were just lucky that uh, Jordan White was it you call him? It was it was his birthday as well, so it was a nice birthday present. For He's him. a good Rangers man. He's got his birthday wish. Scoring the winner yeah, for yeah. Rangers at Ibrox. Yeah, yeah, that's probably. But, uh, no, I was. Uh, yeah, that's just one of these unlucky things that you you get your you think you're doing right, getting your head to it, and uh, you, you knock it out of the way of the keeper and put it in the corner of the net. Great for us, but it, uh, probably something he won't. Well, unless he has a good Rangers, really good Rangers man, then he might be happy. Probably the only chance he'll get to score for Rangers, but because he's not not that brilliant a player. But uh, no, nah, uh, it was it was yeah, we we, we were boss in every department and. Uh, I mean, I think uh, uh, McLaughlin had a couple of good saves. He, he put one over the bar. It's, it's a save you expect a goalkeeper to make. And I think there was another shot that, that, that he stopped as well. That he, he sort of, yeah, he just caught it, I think, in the middle of the goal. But um, no, that was, I mean, yeah, Ross County, they, 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 they tried and they, they, most of the, the, the was just trying to suffocate us around about the penalty area and the, and you get out now and again, but it wasn't. See, I, I think these these teams they must buy players and the, the ability to take a long throw because all these all these wee teams, Motherwell and Ross County, they've always got somebody that can put the ball from the 
from a shy right into onto the penalty box. I mean, I've, I've never seen the Rangers player ever ever try to do that or ever been able to do that. So it seems to be a funny thing that. Oh, do you want to play for Ross County? Can you take long throws? <laughs> that seems to be part I'm of it. That. That's why Scottish football is in the state that it's in because it doesn't matter your footballing abilities. Just whether you can shove somebody off the ball or find the ball for miles. Um, that's uh, um, that's uh, that's the state of the game that we're in. Um, so there's probably another couple of points that are what it come to gents and it's all to do with the substitution so there's one substitution um who came on who i do want to spend a bit of time on but before that the timing in the last few subs in general um there's been a few comments and about when the subs were made and why they were made and the types that they were made um it's just there i'm the same as blue horizon here davy p that i was quite annoyed it takes so long for us to change it. Um, seven, eight minutes, I thought it, we could have done with something a wee bit earlier on. Um, whether that was Cholak on with Morelos or maybe Scott Wright's been doing okay, I suppose, or even a Yanis Hadji. What's your thoughts on the timing of the sub? Well, I think uh, Michael Beale was probably waiting for us to put a wee bit more daylight between us and Ross County before making the, the subs. Clearly, he was uh, eyeing to get Raskin on, you know, as soon as possible, uh, and, and he probably just didn't feel confident the way that the game was panning out. It was two ones, quite tight, as, and you know, and they were getting into it. As, as, would you go two one down, and then you know, Ross County are a wee bit more open, you know, so they 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 realise that they've got, so they made a few subs of their own, and they uh, they put you know a couple of changes up front, fresh legs mostly. Because uh, the boy who's uh, I think he was number seventeen could run like the wind, so he just chased everything. But the, the you could clearly see that their intent at that time was to get up the pitch a bit more. So they had kind of changed the dynamic of it, you know. After you know, the, I mean, the, the, I think they were warned and for time wasting. And within the ten first ten minutes, their goalkeeper was got a wee uh, uh, a word with the ref, you know, about you know. So you could see it's it's the Livingston. You know, stroke Kilmarnock, stroke Motherwell, stroke Ross County playbook when they come to Ibrox, you know, when it's keep it tight, try and get the crowd to turn. The minute they concede the first goal, you know, the game plan changes to try and get themselves back into the game, but don't do anything, you know, mental. And as, as David just said, it's the, from anywhere inside, you know, the Rangers half, they're looking to launch it into the box. Throw-ins, free kicks... Just line them all up on the edge of the box, hoping that something breaks for them. Uh, so, but, and then when they're two one down, fifteen minutes to go, they open up, and that's really when we would hope to start carving them apart. But it, it didn't quite work out that way. So, I think in terms of the subs, they they were so late just because Bale was just wanting to make sure that we got it over the line, and we we never quite managed it, but he made the subs anyway. But it was uh, it was nice to see Raskin come on because. Uh, the boy looked. Uh, he looked very good, you know. He, clearly, he's. He, did you? See, I mean, he was on the pitch. What thirty seconds? Not not even a minute. And he's over demanding the ball. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. Which is always pleasing to see. You know, uh, someone who's going to hide. This boy isn't that guy. He was. Uh, he was running towards the ball to get it. So, it's the exact it, same with what we've seen in Todd Cantwell's first game, David. Uh, that he just demands the ball. Um, yes. he, he will take he'll take the pressure off his teammates. He wants the ball all the time. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's he's not a, clearly not a a wallflower because you know sometimes they, when they're in their first game, they'll just wait and ease themselves into it. But he was uh, straight to, he was running actually to the, the govern stand towards the ball to get it, which is, uh, which kind of tells you he's, he's quite confident. I think he uh, he sees he can make a contribution. And and, and just from the, the touches they had, he, I mean, he was, he was only on the pitch about 12 minutes, but he, he saw plenty of the ball and, uh, and his intent to get forward was... Uh, I think every time he gets it, it's just he immediately turns round and off he goes. So, yeah, it'd be, it'd be, it'll be really good to see this boy get a, a 90 minutes because I think we can expect some fireworks. David T, Michael Beale's already said um, over the last week that his words were, Rasson's no a Rottweiler in the middle of the park. He's no the, your, your battler who kind of holds the... Holds the four and protects the back four. He is forward thinking. He's a technical player, and I think we've seen that. What I really liked, um, other than just demanding the ball all the time, his first his first look is forward. He tries to get the ball up the pitch, whether he's dribbling where or playing the. And he had a lovely, couple of lovely uh, balls, which very nearly came off and could have wrote the third. What was your thoughts on him? Yeah, well, it looked very good. Um, I, I was I was happy to see him trying to get forward. I mean, there was. One time that the, he, he actually got into the penalty area and had the ball up there. So I, I quite think that he's going to be a, a really good player and getting us forward as well. I mean, yeah, I mean, we've been saying for ages, we don't need a, a midfielder playing as a, an extra centre-half in, in Scottish games. I mean, I hate to say it, but you've just got to look across the other side of the city. And, I mean, they've got... Um, which is Callum McGregor, you call him. They've they've got him, and he. I mean, he's really a box to box midfielder. He's not a. He, he, although he he can lie deep, he's, he's a. They they don't really play with a defending midfielder, and that that's the way I see it, I see it as well. I mean, that's why they're they're uh, beating teams. All all these we diddy teams that we're struggling against because we're playing defensive midfielders, and they they don't. And that that's the way they they open up other teams far easier than we do. And it's something that we need to change. And I think Bill even said uh, over the substitutions. I think Bill said himself, maybe I need to look at myself and how I've how I've uh, how I've run with the substitutions. Maybe maybe I didn't do do very good in that that case as well. Uh, and and uh, I mean, a manager has got to look at himself as well and think what about. I mean, that, that's always surprised me a bit, Gio. He must he must have looked. That's three clubs now. I keep harping on about it. Clubs now that, that he's sort of had the same uh, insight to his, to, the, to his football, he must realise somewhere down the line that it's, that, that it's not. I think a manager's got to do that. A coach has got to look at himself and say, Is there anything I can do better? I'm, I'm, I'm wanting my players to do better. Maybe there's something I can do better. And I think Bill said that as well. Oh, the they wins are so fresh. We what happened with you, went it for us all. Um... But oh, uh, he's cost his league. He's cost his league this year, isn't it? Really? Uh, well, I'd, I'd, uh, he has. Uh, but I'd argue the board no making the decision of um, the cost is it even more. Um, but I totally agree with the sentiment uh, you're, you're making. It's it's something had to change earlier, and um, it didn't. So we are where we are. Um, last question, just on the game yesterday to both of you, um, David. I'll start with you. Um, Michael Beale did say afterwards. Uh, um, some of the subs coming on 
uh, we're playing for ourselves and not the team. And I think um, you're maybe looking at Scott Wright there. But <sighs> Scott Wright, I think his decision making was was way off. Cholak, it's, his sharpness looks way off. Um, what was your thoughts in, in their two contributions yesterday? Well, I, I, I don't think Wright's going to be at Ibrox next year. I think uh, his, his time is played out. Um, I, I, I think Cholak will be here. I, I mean, I think Cholak should be used. In, it's difficult to say with Cholak because he's been injured for a while and then you're coming and you're getting 10 minutes, 5 minutes. I mean, look at the, the difference in Sakala since he started getting full games. He's, he's, he's just got time to, to, to get his confidence going and, and, and he's a completely different player. When he was playing 10 minutes and 5 minutes here and a quarter an hour there, he, he was totally uh, out of it as well. And now, now he looks like a new... I mean, it's like a new signing for us, Sakawa, the way he was. I, I didn't, didn't have the greatest of games in the, uh, yesterday, but uh, but he still does enough to... to I mean, as you're, if you're a defender, you must be absolutely frightening to see him belt down the, the, the wing away from you. It's, uh, it's, it's quite a sight. And a lot of people, and everybody probably thought that he didn't have great ball control, that his first touch was terrible. But have you seen the way he's been taking some of these balls out of the air? Uh, the last few days, the last few games, he's absolutely brilliant. I mean, he, he, puts a, he drops a ball dead from 30, from, from 30, 40 yard pass and, and drops it dead at his feet. It's, it's, uh, I'm actually surprised as a coward. And, but as I say, that's, when he had 10 minutes here and 10 minutes there, we were all saying, oh, he's rubbish, he's no, he's, he's no good. But, so can you sign him? Uh, absolutely. And David P, I'll, I'll ask you the same, your, your thoughts on Wright and Cholak, because uh, for me, they, they weren't great at all. Yes, they didn't really add much. But as David T says, what can they contribute when they come on in the 83rd minute? Scott Wright's going to be in the car with John McLaughlin. He is... He's, <laughs> You'll <laughs> probably in the front seat because uh, I just don't see Scott Wright ever making it. He's just not got the the mentality, toughness, or whatever. But Cholak, I think he needs some game time, so get him on the pitch. Uh, he's got ability, so he's been around the block. I think he's a good finisher. We've seen that. You know, we we know that Cholak can contribute. Scott Wright, no. But I think David's right about Fashion Sakala. Why they took Fashion Sakala off, I'll never know yesterday. Because uh, he was, we were, we had more threat with him on the pitch than when than when he left. So it just it didn't make sense to me. But Michael Beale's the man, I guess. So, <clears throat> but there's a, yeah, there's a couple, you know, the players. And, and I think, you know, the, I think someone in the comments has made a, a pitch for Adam Devine for next week against Partick Thistle. And I think James Tavernier has got to be looking at himself here. I think he will be feeling, you know, the, the, the breath of Adam Devine on his on his neck because I don't think we're too far away from from giving Adam Devine a shot because he brings pace and energy. And I, I think it would be, even if, if it was just to put some pressure on Tavernier in terms of what he's contributing at the moment from from fullback, uh, it's just it's a fraction of what it was previously. So either there's a problem in which he needs some game time, he needs some time away from the pitch. But I think it would be time to give Adam Devine. Adam Devine has, has impressed me every time I've seen him because he's technically very good, he's pacey, 
and he uh, can again bomb up and down that wing. I would be a. Uh, it's just whether Michael Beale would, would would take the risk, and I don't see it as a risk. But maybe he just doesn't want to send out the the, the wrong signal in terms of James Tavernier. But I think Tavernier has uh, is really needs to up a, a couple of notches because I think that the way things are going, it will be simply be a matter of time before Adam Devine pushes him out. Definitely, and I, I think we need to have a conversation, um, and it'll be one for Thursday's pod over um, when we preview the party Thistle game. I think we need to have a conversation around the extremities. You know, you've got one camp who say Adam Devine should be um, in every game ahead of James Tavernier between now and the rest of the season, regardless what happens. And the other camp say, no, Adam Devine is too young, so instead of limiting your game time. James Tavernier's the captain. Um, until he's consistently better than Tavernier, shouldn't be anywhere near. But in actual fact, I think you're spot on, Davey. It's there's a balance to be had, and I think we need to like he's good enough to to play. Absolutely shown that, but I don't think we play him every game. But I think that's definitely how we kick off Thursday as we preview the party Thistle game because I think that's the game we should be playing. Um, but gents. Well, just approaching the hour, Mark, so I'm going to pose one last question to you. Also, we don't have a midweek game, so I'm not going to ask you for a prediction ahead of next Sunday. We'll cover that on Thursday. David T, kick us off um, with your answer for this. Who would you give man of the match to yesterday? Oh, that's a difficult one. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, <laughs> no, I think Tillman. I think Tillman must be... A... One of the, the, the worrying things uh, that, that we, we haven't sort of crossed yet is that the goal was another corner, uh, which is uh, is frightening. Nearly, nearly every goal we've lost is, it seems to be corners these days. And I think it's uh, something that, that we, we should tighten up. Uh, as, as, I, as I say, they brought in two players should move out. When they take, anybody takes a short corner, but we can't run in between uh, the, the two players that took the corner, and that was that was, yeah, it just gave them all the time in the world to cross the ball. They could put it where they wanted it, and I think that's another thing that uh, that we need, we need to look at corner kicks. What we're what we're doing wrong, and seemingly one of the guys that came in with Bill was a corner kick expert, and don't know. I, I, I don't really see it in our play yet because we, we seem to still be. Uh, Nervous wrecks every time a corner or a free kick comes in from from an area near where where they can get into the box. No, um, you're right. Defensively, we've not seen it yet, but um, I, I think we're, we're seeing the we're seeing the benefits going forward. Um, already, we're, we're starting to be a bit more aggressive in in our attacking set of plays. But sorry, so it's Tillman you're going for for your man of match. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm going to give a done on uh, was it on. Called hero, uh, I think uh, Golden's been absolutely brilliant uh, this year as well. And as I say, even now he's, he's trying to get up with the attacking games that uh, that he's not got a lot to do at the back. And I think Golden's been absolutely brilliant this year as well. And I wasn't really that great a Golden fan, but I think he's been brilliant. Davy P, same question to you. Um, there's a few comments coming in saying um, it's it's Tillman, it's um, Ben Davies, it's Connor Golson. Who are you who are you giving your man in a match to? Well, David's right in think in 
corner goals and the, the difference he's made since he's he's come back. You know, I think we've had five clean sheets in the last seven. So that that tells you there's that, that where the trend is going. Uh, we miss corner Goldson sorely. But uh, I mean from, from leaving at half time against Liverpool to his return, it was uh, it was a clusterfuck. And and when I mean he is uh, his presence in that defence, just the influence he has on the players round about him. Uh, I just think Conor Goldson is, uh, is is an excellent player for Rangers. I mean, is he the greatest centre half? He's not Franz Beckenbauer. Let's put it that way. And I, I don't know if some of the younger team will, will remember Franz Beckenbauer, but he was decent. Take my word for it. But uh, I, I just think his his presence all round. You know, in some of the balls that he pings he pings forward, uh, absolutely excellent. But I'm going the same as David Tillman for me yesterday. He's just got that. You know, touch a quality. He he just sees the balls. He, he, he can some of the couple of the runs that he made, so feeding the ball through. He's just that 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 notch in quality for me, Malik Tillman. He's it, and you know, he's just look at it. the goals that he's now chipping in with. That's one Wednesday night, one yesterday. I thought his run just for the the goal when he's aware as soon as Cantwell breaks forward to the touchline. Malik Tillman's on the move, anticipating that he'll cut it back. Well, lifts his head, pings it straight onto his head, you know. So that's where we need to be, you know. A boy who's twenty years old, you know, with that vision, and, and you know, in a packed penalty area, to do what he did, Malik Tillman. Uh, yeah, I thought Campbell had a really good first half. He did start to peter out in the second half before he went off, and he he got the sponsors man in the match. Um, and sometimes their decisions are mental. It really depends how much they're spanking that free bar before kick off, but for they're burning far off. But for me, Tillman edges it, going for the hat in there. Um, aye, three out of three for for Malik. Um, Rolls Royce up where. We need to get him signed up long term sooner rather than later. So that will bring us to a close for this week, um, everybody. Just before we go, a wee bit of housekeeping, a wee bit of self-promotion for the pod. Obviously, um, we're still going to go ahead with the, the morning news show. That'll be with you at some point in the morning, Monday to Friday. Just 10-15 minutes recap in the Rangers news every morning. Um, this week, we also have, on Tuesday morning, our Premier League show will drop and on Wednesday morning we will show 10 questions with Stuart Johnson um, Stuart Johnson from the Rangers Rabble he's coming on to answer he's he set 10 questions on his time following Rangers um, we're going to be doing a couple of shows over the next few months it's really, we want the listeners top 10 players of a certain era and we're going to do a bit of a voting system and whoever makes it in the top 10 will go through over two or three shows the big one we're going to build up to is who's your top 10 from the nine in a row era but we're going to build up to that one so i'm going to put a um a, a wee comment thread on the youtube page for subscribers got to start with your top 10 players who featured in the world divisions for angels not quite as sexy as nine in a row, but as I said, we need to start somewhere and it'll be a kind of trial and error of how we do these shows. So um, just to say off the back, anybody who mentions Ian Black will be blocked from ever commenting on the page again. Um, so I'll leave you with that and that thread will be up later on tonight. All that's left to do 
Um, as thanks my my two wonderful guests. First of all, David T, thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for everybody for listening. And uh, no, it's going to be it's going to be a long week not having a game on Wednesday. So we'll be, be biting biting the 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 wall down, climbing the walls, trying to get a game of football to, to watch. But um, no, it's uh, it's great being on again. Always a pleasure, mate. And last, and by no means least, Davey P. Thank you for coming on, as always. Yeah, pleasure, guys. Thanks. Colin, can I just add Cammy Bell to that list of, that list of people who should we should never speak about again? Other than that, no, good to see you. Mm. Thank you, and thank you to everybody who's listening. We'll be back with you throughout the week. Take care. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.